have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Panelist.Pod. Sean Ramachandran here with you, joined by Yash Doshi and Rohan Naranjan, yet on another NBA podcast. Today, we're talking about this, you know, this playoff race is heating up. You know, the playoffs are about a month and a half away. Um, the season is just about to end. The playing tournament, I believe, is around May 17th time. A lot of moving parts here, guys. But I really want to nail, like, you know, these title contenders, some dark horse teams to look out for. Perhaps some, like, you know, these MVP caliber players carrying their teams into a plan or past a plan, you know, first round, second round. Furthermore, dare if I say it, but what do you guys have for me here? Who, who do you guys have in the East? Let's start with the East, actually. Yeah, I want to go with the East. I feel like that's an easier conference to talk about. So let's roll with that one. All right. I think the East, it's a little less controversial just because it's the talent's not as spread out as the West, but... Let's be honest, the Brooklyn Nets are just far and above the best team in the East. Sure, the Philadelphia 76ers have the best record, but I just think the Nets, if they stay healthy in the playoffs, who's beating James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving in their prime on the same team with, you know, Joe Harris, Nicholas Claxton, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, this list goes on and on. Like, I just don't see anyone beating the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Yash, I totally agree with you there. Um, Nets are definitely the team to watch out for, or team to beat, at least in the East. Uh, I agree. The 76ers are right behind them, especially with Embiid playing at MVP level. I know he was hurt for a while, but you know he's back. Ben Simmons is playing at a defensive player, player of the year level. Um, I think one other team to watch out for is the Bucks, but I think other than that, for me, it's just right. those three, t- those three teams which can actually make a run for the chip. You know? Uh, yeah. The, the the standings in the East are kind of weird. Like you wouldn't expect the Hornets and the Hawks to be over the Heat and the Celtics. That's what what it is right now. The Hornets are the four seed, Hawks are the five seed, and then Heat and Celtics follow right after. But the way that the Heat and Celtics are playing, I don't. They, the in, the inconsistency inconsistency there is just way too much for me for them to actually be title contenders. What mm-hmm. do you guys think? Is it is it just those top three teams, Sixers, Nets, and Bucks? In the East, I'd say, I mean, I'd say like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Nets are absolutely, you know, the, the, I'd say common consensus here. Like, you know, anyone would be kind of, you know, foolish to <laughs> say another team would be um, above the Nets. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, I think I have to agree with Rohan here. Like even though the Sixers are up there, like something about them just doesn't sit right with me. Every, every year in the playoffs, like, I get it. They have Doc Rivers now, so maybe that's the difference they need. Um, you know, getting a new head coach, going into the playoffs, you know. They look better than they have in a long time. Mm-hmm. I think we all can agree at that. But there's just something about the Bucks that I still like. I still think that Giannis is, quite frankly, an MVP frontrunner, regardless if we – I don't think he's going to win a third straight, but, wow. you know, you can't deny the fact that he's up there. Um but going to the Brooklyn Nets, I think that it's it's worth noting that I don't know if it's a concern or if it's scary that their big three has only played seven games together. Um, at the same, like I'm like, yeah, I want to see what do they look like, you know, with all three guys on the court. Is there going to be, you know, some issues between you know Harden, Kyrie, KD? Not to say that I'm not saying personal issues, but on court stuff. 
You know, like what, what I want to see what happens when they are in a close possession game, because the playoffs are a different animal. The NBA mm-hmm. finals is a different beast. Yep. And I yeah, want to, I want to know what's going to happen when, you know, we'll get to the Western Conference in a bit, but let's just take the reigning champs, for instance, the Lakers, you know, let's get Anthony Davis, LeBron James, all healthy, ready to roll. They have Andre Drummond now as well. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that Andre Drummond is better than Griffin and Aldridge. He could quite frankly dominate the paint offensively. Anthony Davis will stand a great chance too. I think where the Lakers struggles could be is on defense with the Nets, just like any team struggles would be. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think that also going back to Rohan's point about the Miami Heat and the Celtics, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Heat as my dark horse team, honestly, to come mm-hmm. back in here come back in here, you know, just, just take the playoffs by storm. Jimmy Butler with that killer mentality. Once again, they got Oladipo. Oladipo needs to stay healthy, of course, but I mean, who's your dark horse team? Cause I think everyone's going to say yeah, bucks, Sixers, Nets, but if you guys need to pick a dark horse team, are you really picking against the heat? Honestly, I might get a lot of hate for this, but if I'm picking a dark horse team to make it to the Eastern conference finals, I might go with Atlanta. Just just hear me Whoa. out. Just hear me out. The Atlanta Whoa. Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks started this year very rough. Trey Young was playing in and out, and then Steve Nash said that he's not playing real basketball, and then he just fell off a cliff. They had a lot of mm-hmm. injuries. Their pick on Yeka Kongu wasn't like healthy. I think Chris Dunn, who they picked up from the Chicago Bulls, wasn't healthy. They just fired a coach, and then – after they got their new coach, they went on a run, and now they're the fifth seed. Of the yeah, league. I I really I think do they think won like that. seven straight. They won I seven straight, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Like eight seven straight, or eight straight. I think. Yeah, so, I don't yeah. know when the streak ended, but still, that's that's absurd. They're but playing great I, basketball. I think they have a very well-rounded team, and yes, Trey Young has his glaring defensive flaws, but. They have a team around them that can protect them. They have Clint Capella mm-hmm. who can clog the paint. They have Kevin Herter who's like a prototypical Clay Thompson mm-hmm. light player because like they've tried to model Trey Young after Steph Curry. They're building that right, Warriors right. model, and I definitely see it in their system that if there's a team that can replicate what the Warriors did for the past five years, I really do think it's the Atlanta Dang. Hawks. Whoa. I'm not saying they're Honestly. gonna make it there far, but you know, well, when are they? When are they gonna sign? When are they gonna sign their KD though? <laughs> you never know. I'm waiting for that. Hey, Kawhi no, Leonard. Yeah. Kawhi totally... Leonard is a free agent this summer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, I don't know if he's going to go to the Hawks, but I totally <laughs> get your point uh, about the Hawks. They've definitely been playing much better basketball as of late. I think it's more of they're playing more as a team under Nate McMillan. Um, it's yeah. not just Trey carrying mm-hmm. the load. Um, they are doing a little bit better defensively. Obviously, they still have their struggles night to night. But I think it's more of just a team effort compared to just Trey chucking up 30 shots a game um, and just hoping exactly. that they win. You know, it's just they've been playing more as a whole. I still don't buy them as a dark horse contender against any of these three teams. Um, upsetting. Maybe they can beat the Celtics. Uh, they have some chemistry issues Chemistry issues on the court, strugg- um, struggling from, night, from a night-to-night basis. But mm-hmm. I think I'd have to go with, Sean there too. Uh, the Heat seem to be the most strong dark horse for me. Uh, right. They've proven that they can do it last year in the finals. Why not go it again, you know? Um, this time yeah. with better health from Goran Dragic and Bam as like they were out during last year's finals. 
So I don't see why they can't make a run again. They're playing much better basketball than they were in the first half of the season. Uh, but again, these top three teams, Sixers, Nets, Bucks, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Once playoff time comes around. I think, I think the, for the sake... Yeah, Go sorry. Ahead, actually, okay. But no, okay. Yeah, I actually want to one-up Yash over here just for the sake that, you know, Yash <laughs> is going a little bit bold here just because it's the East and just because how weak this conference is. I want to mention... You know, the Bulls, the Raptors, and the Wizards, those three teams at this bottom of the list, they kind of intrigue me just because of the star power they have on the roster. And don't get me wrong, everyone's going to be like, "What? who do the Raptors have? Well, they just made a trade for Gary Trent Jr. Yes. And he is yeah, freaking bald. going up. I think I think the Blazers, I think Dame is punching the air right now. He's like, he's like, oh my God, how did we let this guy go? Um, I, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't his decision, if you know what I'm saying, but, yeah. but to see, you know, you never, you never want to see like, okay, like I, I, I hate to sound, I make this analogy, but think of it like this. Okay. You're like you're in a relationship, you break up, you don't want to see, you know, your ex, yeah, <laughs> go and be successful elsewhere, whatever, that's move a, on. That's like, fair. It's just human nature. <laughs> you don't like, I hate the fact that human nature is, oh, um, I don't want this person to be happy or I don't want them to succeed. I think, I think, okay. The NBA is very different. I'm not saying that Dame or anyone else wishes bad on an old team. I'm sure he's so happy for him. You know, he's like, that's my guy. I love him. I love what he's doing. But at the same time, he's probably secretly thinking, he's like, crap. I wish that was, you know, he was still a trailblazer. I wish he was still in Portland with me. Um, Especially with CJ McCollum's inconsistent play. Um, You know, the Powell trade, I'm, it really doesn't look like a win for Portland all of a sudden because it looked very intriguing at first. And now it looks like the Raptors are the better half of that right now. No. Hey guys, I want, I just want to bring yeah. something up a couple episodes ago. I came out with the bold mm-hmm. prediction that both of you laughed at. Yep. That if the Portland yep. trailblazers <laughs> traded CJ McCollum and let Gary <laughs> Trent jr. Start, he would blossom into a star. Was I not right? Was I not right? Nah. No, Gary Trent is a baller for sure. Um, I've always liked this play in Portland. I didn't think he would go to this kind of level. We'll see if he can continue it um, mm-hmm. in Toronto. But, I mean, you're right. Like, it's kind of hard to see as a Blazers fan. Like, you know, like, did we make the right move? We're a playoff team. What are they, the mm-hmm. sixth seed now? Like, is this going to kind of cripple our hopes um, I think, of making a run? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so frustrating because, I mean, you know, Dame is one of the few guys in this league that, like, he, dude, he really deserves a ring, man. He does. He really does. Like, an MVP award, a ring, like, all that stuff. Like, I hate to say this. Do not get me wrong here. I hate to say this, but I don't think Dame's going to be a forgotten star ever. I don't believe so, you mm-hmm. know? But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just hypothetically, let's just say, like, you know, like, like the next generation of NBA fans, like, like years and years from now down the road, I don't want them to be like, oh, who's Dame? Like, oh, that guy. Like, I don't want them to say, like, when you mention Steph's name, they're going to be like, oh, Whoa. yeah. Like, yeah. Steph, I think Steph has, like, arguably, like, that Michael Jordan effect, like, for mm-hmm. sure, you yeah, know, right. generational Definitely. talent. Yep. But, you know, once again, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that Dame is, you know, capable of what Steph has been able to do to the game. Um, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say he's Steph's level. But mm-hmm. he's he's capable of more than what half of what Steph can do, which says something. I feel like um, you're absolutely right. Because, like, 
let's go like 20 years down the line or next generation they're looking up dame online on wikipedia and they see next is like stats he has a couple of all-star appearances but he doesn't have mm-hmm. any mvps to show for it he doesn't have any rings and i feel like players like that charles barkley he was such a great talent but without those rings it just kind of gets lost in the mess of all the players that are there even right. russell westberg down the line he has oh, yeah. that one mvp to show for it and mm-hmm. i think we can all be kind of honest here i think dame is a better player than russell westbrook is absolutely like, yeah. there's an edge for there sure. but russell westbrook still has the accolades to show for it that dame does not which i think does right. hurt dame a little bit there i think right. also playing in like a northwest region where the market isn't as big you know it's hard to attract um big free agents yeah it's gonna yeah, hurt true. his legacy if they don't end up winning a ring and he's getting older you know he's not mm-hmm. getting no any see like i think day. I think that that's it's a really good point that you bring up that whole market thing because um you know people talk about like I'm I'm glad that I you know I transitioned to like you know the whole Wizards thing and also Dame and everything is kind of relevant here because of the whole Bradley Beal being loyal to his market mm-hmm. Dame being loyal to his market and it's 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 very frustrating to see both of these stars just I think I think it's more inexcusable on Bradley Beal's end because you know you have Russell Westbrook you have somewhat of a little bit of a core over there where i'm like like looking at the wizards on paper you should be winning more games i think the wizards should be in the playoff race if we're being honest yeah and i think they can be i think they can be there's still like arguably there's still a decent amount of the regular season left to play that it's the eastern conference and anything can happen you know i mean if we're on the wizards wide open if we're speaking of the wizards right now they actually have the league's fourth easiest schedule remaining so if they're trying to make it if if they're trying to make a playoff push now is the time because only the clippers utah and dallas have a harder schedule and those are all west teams so that last playoff spot games. yeah they're only three and a half games out of the play-in right so and i think that if there is a play-in like like i'll take bradley beal to go off any night you know Absolutely. you know and if if russ can just you know stay consistent stay in his lane hit those mid-range try not to shoot too much from three Yep. Um, just play the way that he's actually been playing lately. You know, he, he's just triple doubling every night. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we expect from him. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Just before but, yeah. we move on to the West, mm-hmm. Sean did mention the Chicago Bulls, which I think are a very interesting team because I love Zach Levine. I love and, Zach Levine and, too. And, and, and we, now that we, they have Vucevic. We all, we all were salivating over the Vucevic trade. I know. <laughs> I think that trade is so big for Chicago. Chicago is one of the biggest markets in the league. And they yeah. have a team team now. Like, what do you guys think about the Bulls? I definitely think they could make some splash in the play-in tournament uh, against the Knicks and the Pacers if Levine just goes off, you know, a couple of games. Um, I don't know if I buy them as winning a series going forward after the playing tournament. Okay. But you know, the Vucevic trade, like it hasn't what they're three and seven in their last 10 games. Yeah. That's just kinda, kinda ugly. I don't know if it's I mean it's it's gonna take time, obviously, like adjusting to a new team. Maybe not this season, but maybe next season they can make more of a playoff push. I could definitely buy that. Um this season though, I don't know if they go anywhere past the play in tournament, to be honest with you. That's fair. I think that's fair, but at the same time, like if I'm looking at like the Bulls, Raptors, and Wizards, like if I do see a team making it past, like pulling off an upset in the first round, it has to be the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And and if I it would most be com- most complete team, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, basically, moving on to the West, 
over here. Speaking of trades, I think that one that we really wanted to hit on is the Nuggets. They're nine and one, their last 10. Undefeated oh, yeah. with Aaron Gordon, by the way. Yeah, I no. Where, give me, are they a title contender? First of all, give me your title contender and are the Nuggets in it? I okay. think in the West, yeah, sure, sure. I think in the West, we have just two, maybe three title contenders the Lakers, the Clippers. And possibly the Utah Jazz. I'm not putting them up there yet because besides the Golden State Warriors, I've never seen a three-point shooting team win a championship because it's just so hard to consistently hit threes at that level throughout the playoffs. I know the Warriors had Stephen Clay, so that's like kind of a different breed. But do I trust Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell, and Jordan Clarkson to shoot my way out of a playoff series? I'm not sure. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant to put the Jazz up there. But I think the Lakers and the Clippers are like the two major title contenders in the West. Yeah, um, I think the Clippers and the Lakers for sure, um, assuming that AD and LeBron, you know, come back healthy and they're consistent with their play, which I'm sure they will be after um, they return from injury. I think two teams, though, to kind of be on the, for me at least, are the cusp of definitely a playoff can make some noise in the playoffs, but are they title contenders? Are the Suns mm-hmm. and the Nuggets, and oh my god, all my really? Arizona, all my Arizona friends are gonna fucking laugh at me for all I shit on the Suns like <laughs> for years now. But um, I gotta say, like it, it pains me to admit, but I think the Suns can actually make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, under, under Chris Paul, I think that they've just elevated to a whole new level of play. They finally have that leader for Devin Booker and uh, Aiden, you know, and they just kind of needed that veteran presence who can kind of lead them to the promised land. And I think the way that they're playing right now, they just beat the Jazz, right? What was it? A couple games back. Right. Um, that was a phenomenal hot. game. That was a great that game. Was, that was a arguably game. one of the better better games that we've seen, yeah. Right, yeah. That, that game with overtime was really good. Um, but I think other than the Clippers and Lakers, obviously, I would put the Suns at three just because they have Chris Paul, who I think okay. elevates any team to like a championship level, especially what he dragged. OKC team who's now what the bottom of in the bottom of the west right um or like right uh and now he's he's he's, we just see him from team to team just like going taking his leadership taking his skills and he finally has this like young core with Jay Crowder DeAndre Ayton Devin Booker uh Bridges right and I think that they can finally make a run at least to the western conference finals um and then like you said the Nuggets right the Nuggets with Aaron Gordon, they're mm-hmm. just playing at a whole new level now. And I think with Jokic, mm-hmm. I, would you guys agree he's like the front runner for the for the MVP? I I would probably one say of Jokic the front runners, either number yeah. one yeah. or two. Yeah, so yeah. that just his play puts the Nuggets number four for me. So those are my top four for actual title contenders in the West. Interesting that you mentioned Chris Paul and like how he's changed teams to like title contenders. He's never made the finals as good right. as he's been. He's never made the finals. Well, I don't know if Chris Paul is like a ceiling raiser or a floor raiser. I think he's a great floor raiser, but he hasn't pushed that ceiling of any team that he's been on to the finals. He's took the OKC Thunder last year, which were like probably one of the worst teams in the league, and made them exceed the all expectations. Team. And he's taken this Phoenix Suns team, who I thought maybe were going to be a fringe playoff team, to one of the best teams in the West, which is amazing. But... I need to see Chris Paul in the playoffs really do what he's done in the regular season and see it for real because 
Chris Paul has been in the league for so long and he's never made the finals. He was on the Rockets. They almost made it, but they didn't. He was on the Clippers. The Clippers. They never made it past uh, the conference finals or the second I, round. I don't even think he's made a conference finals. Am I wrong? He, he made it with the Rockets. He made the conference finals with oh, the right, Rockets right, right, right. a couple yeah. years ago. But that's, right. a, that's about it. So I think Chris Paul really needs to prove that he is a playoff player because I think as good as the floor raiser he is, he's never really raised a team ceiling to like reach the next tier. Yeah, and I think they're, su- they're a super young team as well. So who knows like how they function in the playoffs against like veterans like mm-hmm. Kawhi and LeBron, you know? Yep. But yeah. I definitely wouldn't I I was for sure sleeping on them coming to the season, Yash. I was Absolutely. like they're going to be like a 7, 6 to 6 to 8 seed. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I look and they're freaking the second seed. I'm like what the hell is going on? It's Chris Paul. You know, Devin Booker's still balling. Aiden's still doing his thing. But I think the gel is Chris Paul. It's so Chris Paul. I'm like, I would be worried against any team who plays the Suns. Not going to lie. Maybe yeah. some of that Chris's secret stuff in the yeah, playoffs will help them. Stuff, bro. I saw that. Yeah. Speaking, yeah, but speaking of, you know, carrying teams, um, might I enlighten you with some news? Um, James Wiseman could be oh out for the season. I saw that. No. He could be out for the season. What is the remainder happening of the to season. the rookies? <laughs> and and um, well, in terms in terms of rookie talk, Anthony Edwards, you're probably going to win rookie of the year. But for the sake of the playoffs, Steph Curry needs to carry this Warrior team oh, much man. harder this time. I mean, he's already been carrying them. I don't know how much more he can do. But um, like seriously, like what else can he do? Like he's He's dropping like this 35 is, a night like for the last 10 really games. And they're is. still like three and seven in their last 10. Bro, this is, this is you, tough. It's, it's Steve this, Kerr, bro. I don't even want to get into go, it, but. Oh, oh. I, uh, <laughs> see, I'm in that boat where I'm here to give Steve Kerr the benefit of the doubt because he's won the Warriors like three or four championships. And I get why a lot of people want Steve Kerr gone. But there's this point in time where blame is to be put on the players like yeah, when we when the warriors played the uh wizards a couple days ago it wasn't steve kerr that yeah. fouled bradley beal on a three-point shot that would have tied the game instead gave them a lead in a four-point play it wasn't steve kerr that turned the ball over with two seconds left and literally lost them the game right there like those are things that are on the players which See, i'm I, not I, sure i i get that it's a, it's a it's a young inexperienced team I'm pretty sure the Warriors have like one of the lowest basketball IQs like in the <laughs> league right now. I'm like not even kidding. But that play with Damian Lee where he turns it over, why aren't you giving the ball to Steph? Like you have like it. one of the greatest offensive players of all time and you don't any other any other team in the league, that last play would be run for their best player. And instead he's like giving it to Damian Lee, bro. Like what do you expect? He's not built for the moment. Like I First, get it. Okay, you, two things, two things on that. I think Damian Lee is built for the moment. If you remember the Warriors' first win of the season, Chicago. Like, a, it was a <laughs> Damian Lee game ones. winner. <laughs> he said a couple of big ones, but I think like you just gotta give you gotta give to Steph in that moment, bro. Like, it's like your I best. Agree. He's your best offensive player. It's the it's the last ten seconds. Like any other team in the league, the ball is going in your best player's hand. It's like a no brainer. Okay. You don't just need to question. be you don't need to be a coach like to, okay. to know that. But a question: Would you rather have? a bench player take an open, slightly contested layup, or Steph Curry take a triple-teamed deep three to win the game? Like, the correct basketball play is to get the layup, you know? I get why I would want Steph to shoot it. But but making making a three-pointer for Steph is like making a layup. I I agree. (laughs) But 
if you guys watch how Steph is being defended these games, he's triple double teamed when he crosses half court. And I, if I'm Steph, I'm so annoyed at the way I've been defending. No, but you know, like, you know what's really so crazy. Hard. Hang on, you know what's really crazy about that, Yash, is that regardless of how you know how he's getting double teamed and just like picked up off these screens, everything I, I've seen the way the teams are guarding him. But what is so astonishing to me about Steph is like his best three point percentage, I believe, comes on contested tight yep. shot threes, yep. which is like yeah, it's crazy. so insane to think about. Where I'm like, this guy's like automatic from downtown, you know, like like he's shooting at least like what uh, like in the high forties for like wide open triples, all that type of stuff. But on contested threes, when he's got a dude like wrapped up on him, two guys type of thing. He's shooting above 50% from three. So yeah, it's, it's like, I, I don't know, just to put into perspective, but I think also going back to um, the whole Steve Kerr point about, yeah, you know, he wasn't the one that fouled Bradley Beal, this and that. But what was very interesting was that the Bucks game, for instance, who that was a very crazy game when, you know, Steph, yeah. Steph, you know, they, they beat them by one point, 122 to 121. But Steph had to convince Kerr to put him in the game. Yep for that um for those she, last couple like, for the extra minutes and like, i'm like <laughs> exactly yeah it's not gonna like, hurt you know, with steph, yeah. like when it comes See, to this point in his career it's like when steph talks you listen it's that right. simple it's it's also the point of the warriors aren't winning a championship this season that's like it's not gonna yeah. happen why risk steph getting injured for something that's not even attainable right now. Let's be honest, the Warriors are playing for next season. Klay Thompson comes back, whatever happens with Oubre happens, and then that draft pick with Minnesota, either the Warriors get it, Minnesota gets it, James Wiseman's a year older, Jordan Poole's a year older. All of that is basically being played for next year. Why risk a Steph injury? Maybe he breaks his hand again, or we all know he has ankle problems. I don't want Steph getting another injury that derails him for the rest of this season, maybe even to start the next season. Like, make him stay healthy, play a couple less minutes. And if the Warriors end up in the play-in tournament, which they probably will, it's it's at the end of the day, it's fine because I still trust Steph Curry over anyone else besides LeBron James in a playoff tournament. See, my thing is like, they're barely even in the play-in game. Like what, they're 10 seed right now, but they they're, are. they're only like a game and a half back of the 11 seed. And I feel like in a, in a, in a year that Steph's having an MVP type year, you gotta play him those minutes in order to That's win. Fair. You know, I don't. I don't want to waste like his MVP year. But like going back to like you know dark horses. Like, do you guys see any other teams um, in the West which could make a upset in like the first or second round? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like the thing is that when you're when you're talking about the West and dark horses, it's like I think we need to talk about dark horses more for the contender. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because because you know LeBron and AD, they're going to be come back, they're going to be healthy, they're going to be ready to roll. Um, like I, to me, it really doesn't matter. Like, cool, the Grizzlies are there, the Mavs are there, but I'm I'm not convinced that these teams are like 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 when I see the Mavs come to town, I'm like, cool, like Luca is going to you know do his thing, maybe pull it to six games. If if we get like a Mavs and Clippers series, that'll just be hilarious to watch again. Yeah. But um, I think that the thing is that when it comes down to title contenders, though, like if I needed to pick a dark horse, I'm probably going to roll with the Suns again. Like I'm going back to like that whole thing about, you know, title contending and stuff. Um, 
I think it's worth mentioning that the Warriors could be a dark horse team to pull off a first round, you know, upset, but Mm -hmm. not anymore, maybe because of the whole Wiseman injury. Um, It just feels like a complete wasted year, like as, as we expected in Golden State once again. Right. Just, um, just talking about the Wiseman injury for just a second, as much as it hurts the Warriors in his development, I don't think it hurts the team as much. Interestingly enough, the Warriors have been a much better team without Wiseman on the floor than they have with. The Warriors mm-hmm. are a plus. They're a positive team when he's not playing. They're actually a negative team when he is. So as much as I love Wiseman, I think he's going to be a future star in this league. This year, he's actually hurting the Warriors more than he is helping. And I think that it doesn't really hurt their chances of making a playoff, you know, first round upset if that's their goal this season. Yeah, I don't know if right. it hurts them that much. I agree, like, development-wise, it definitely screws them, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you're winning that many more games with him on the yep. floor. Um, I mean, he barely even starts anymore, you know, he's more of, like, a guy with the second unit. It's definitely tough to see um, a guy who was just coming into form in the last 10 games, he was playing a lot better. Yeah, But... We'll see. I think if the Warriors can get past the playing game, I definitely think they have the abilities to beat the Grizzlies and the Spurs. I don't know if I'd go as far as what Sean was saying is making a first round splash, like an upset. Yeah. Like a perhaps, perhaps not anymore for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's definitely going to be an interesting playoff race. Uh, well, we have a little bit more over a month left. So a lot can shake up during that time. But I think that, like, seating wise, but I think these top 10 teams in both the East and the West are probably going to stay um, put the play, the playing game though. I think so. The playing game will be very interesting, especially if the wizards can climb up more. I think that's just going to be so entertaining. Like, yeah, I think it'll be like, I like, I kind of, I kind of like this new format and how they're kind of rolling with it. It's like, it's like, you know, I wonder um, if they're going to keep it, you know, going forward. I don't know. I hope. Yeah. But it's, I I think they will. I think they will because like, I think that the fun part about it is that, you know, we don't care if you're at the eighth seed or what is it? Is it the tenth or the eleventh? Eleventh, the tenth seed. The tenth. My bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you, you know, it doesn't matter if you're at the tenth seed either. You just have just as much of an equal shot to you yep. know roll in there and and you know make a magical run. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think it's that that's like, really cool that you know a tenth seed has that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and. You know, what I love about the play-in, exactly. And what I love about the play-in is that it really really reminds me a little bit of, like, how the NFL does their playoffs a little bit in terms Mm. of, like, the NFL is just one game, 60 minutes, give me what the best you got, you know? Although that's more of, like, a sudden death scenario, like, you got to come out and play. That's why NFL, it's, like, much more likely an upset could happen because in basketball, it's best of seven. But that play-in, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's not a seven-game series, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a... 48 minutes whoever's better exactly yeah. exactly and I, I and i love that and that's why i feel like you know the warriors could get past the plane and i think that's it's it's a dub it's a dub if the warriors make the playoffs this year i think that's I a successful I so season too. i think so beyond too. successful um for them and they have a lot to look forward to um you know barring you know wiseman's development clay thompson's return i'm excited to see what they got planned in store but um until then i'd say in terms of Who's winning the championship? I'm, I'm rolling with the Nets. I mean, can't, the Nets. can't say otherwise. Yeah, I can't fade the Nets either. Um, I think unless like another serious injury happens where they're an out 
one of the stars now for an extended period of time, I'm going to keep with the Nets as well. I don't even think the Lakers think, can beat them. I think even if one of their big threes out, like I'm, I'm still taking them. Like think even about it. Playoffs. Like you want, like it's the Nets. The Nets. I mean, just to wrap this up real quick, like with the Nets, dude, like you're just picking your own poison. Like, yeah. who do you want to deal with? You want to deal with KD and Harden? Okay. And they're like, no, that's not fair. Okay. Then how about Harden and Irving? Hey, that's yeah. not fair. Okay. How about Irving and Durant? Like, <laughs> that's not fair. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like that's, they have the best duo and the best big three, if that makes sense. Yeah. In the league. Ooh, do they have the best duo? I think I'm going to go with the Lakers for my championship team. And because they have the best duo, I, you can argue. Mm. And they got better. They're the defending champions. They got better over the offseason. And as good as the Nets are, I want to see them beat the defending champions who got better in the offseason before I give them the championship nod. I think the Lakers, mm-hmm. as long as they're healthy, as long as LeBron and AD are healthy, they're the team to beat in the playoffs. Yeah. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be a toss-up for sure. But it's going to be interesting to see who has steam going into the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's all that we got for you guys today. Stay tuned for more at thefanalist.live on Instagram. Uh, we got some NFL draft stuff coming up later, some episodes over there. And then, of course, you know, we'll be – we'll do another episode for the NBA playoffs once we get rolling over to the playing tournament everything. So stay tuned for that. Uh, thanks for listening. Any last thoughts from Rohan or Yash? Not much. Yeah. A great just... couple of weeks to end up the season. Yeah, so I agree. It makes us play in tournaments and what the seeding turns out to be. Yeah, it's kind of heating up now. Um, and now I'm kind of excited too for the draft. So I know we got some stuff cooking up for that as well. Awesome, awesome. Cool. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for more.